course, this is our third <clears throat> streaming service, and so we are still working out some new things, working out some glitches, and so I know the sound was a bit troubling uh, at the beginning, and so we are working that out. So please let us know if you can hear us well, and make sure uh, that all is well uh, moving forward. So please let us know in the comments, and we will make that adjustment as we go. We are starting a new series called This Is Us, and this series is dealing with um, our core values. And I figured it was a really good idea to take some time right now to deal with the core values of our church. And the thing is, though, the reason why I thought it was a good idea to deal with this is because we are in the middle, of course, of this pandemic, which limits us from coming to the building, but it still does not limit us from being the church. And so it's very good to uh, to talk to what talk about what connects us at the core. And I think even in things of this nature, we need to be connected at the core. And so we're talking about that. So revive church, revive nation in the comments. I love you all. I'm praying for you all. I miss y'all. And um, we are here trying to give you the best streaming experience possible to all of our friends, family, everybody watching. I I love you guys so, so, so much. All right. So let's go into um, the word of the Lord for today. I want to talk about the benefit of community, the benefit of community, the benefits of community. Um, and I, I figured it was good. So we're starting with our core values. Our core values are family, life, purpose, and hope. Family, life, purpose and hope. And so we are dealing with all of these four uh, from a holistic standpoint to ensure that we understand what is family, what is life, what is purpose, what is your purpose, and also what is hope. So let's pray and then we'll get into um, the word of the Lord. Father, we love you and bless you and thank you for meeting us here, for allowing us to be here. We thank you, Lord, for all that you are, all that you continue to be, and we thank you and bless you. Father, be with us even as we preach and teach this message of family and what you ordained as family. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to reveal to us that should bring glory to your name. We honor you and we bless you and we acknowledge you for who you are. Father, with you, uh, without you, I am nothing. With you, we are everything. Thank you, Lord, for all that you are. In your name, we do pray. And together, you said at your phone or computer or whatever else, amen. So we are dealing with this. I'm going to go through several scriptures, and they're going to be on the screen for you. Um, but I'm going to go through several several scriptures. Uh, but I want you to be able to uh, watch along with us as we talk and share through this. I'm reading from the Living Bible because I love uh, the Living Bible and what it gives and what it has to say. All right. So um, let's start with first the definition of community, okay? The definition of community. If you are taking notes, you need to write this down. The definition of community. We're going to prayerfully define to you why we are so big on the family aspect, okay? Why we are so big on the family aspect. Um, here at Revive and Beyond, where we all should be in connection with that. The definition of community is a group of people. A group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. A group of people living in the same place, a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. One more game. A group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in 
common. Hope you got that. A, a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. This is what community is. This is what family is. And typically when you hear the word family, you go right, you go first to the who I'm blood related to. Of course, we have people we say, bro, what's up, sis, uh, fam, bruh, bruh. I don't know, whoever you call your people, whatever. So we have all these different nicknames and what whatnot. But the the the, the, the principle of this I want to give to you is that as a family, we are community. As a community, um, what makes us community is having a similar aim, a similar reason of why we're coming together. So every time we gather together, it is for, of course, the uplifting of the name of Jesus. So even on here on live stream, we are still uplifting the name of Jesus just in a way that may seem different because you're not physically here, but that does not separate us from being community. Okay. Now, the thing is, though, a lot of us get fixed on. We define relationships based on. We, let me go back. We define every relationship in our lives based on the relationships that have happened in our lives, whether it be negative or that be positive, which means this. So you can have a negative relationship with somebody in your natural family or someone very close to you. And then that will give you outlook on how you look at everything else around you. So it's dangerous to define new, new connections and new relationships based on the old of what happened, the hurt, the pain, and whatever else. If so, it'll keep you bound where you are. So that's why it's very careful and very important that when, when you leave a church, be careful going right into another one or in even any relationship. Be careful going right into another one without healing first. If you don't heal first, you're going to treat that one like the hurt you just experienced. So you cannot have a fresh breath or something new, a new outlook on something if you still are holding on to an old perspective. All right. So you got to change where you are. So as you're coming into community, you can't come into your community looking at everybody new as if they were old because you refused to let go of the traumatic experiences you had in your life. OK, so you have to clear yourself of that and be sure you are not the person stuck in that place. OK, now there are many people that have this mentality that church, um, what's the purpose of church? Why do I have to come to church? Does church really matter? And some people really do think that. I personally think that everybody needs a physical location to be a part of. I believe that. Or if you're a, part, a, per, a body to be, to, to be a part of. I do believe that with all of my heart. And I'm preaching that. I'm not saying that it's not. But the issue is that many people will oftentimes say, which I'm sure you all have heard before, that um, Christians are just too much, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. I don't want to come to church, no hypocrites. I don't want to come to church, no hypocrites. I've been hurt by leaders. I've been hurt by the church. And church doesn't care about the things that I really care about. And they all, all they want is my money. And they don't, they never want that. It's just too, it's too political. It's too judgmental. And they look down on me. These are things that typically you would hear in church. But the truth of the matter is, no matter where you go, there is always going to be somebody you don't agree with. And the other flip side is to it, there's always going to be somebody that, that, that does not agree with you. So no matter where you are, there's always going to be some interest conflict um, that's going to, to be there. But the truth of the matter is, if you go to Walmart today, there's going to be hypocrites there. That doesn't stop you from going there. Why? Because you have a need and you want something. So those are the things that really you have to look at and you have to address. Yes, you've been hurt by church leaders, but who have you hurt in your past? 
These are things that I want to paint to you the perspective of. We'll get to a lot of positive things in a second, but it's very important for us to realize how important it is before we start naming and deeming something by whatever we don't agree with. Let's make sure that, that you are without spot and without blemish and that you are just the most holy and perfect one and your life is beautiful and you have no sin in your life and your life is all peaches and cream and Cheetos and, and all kind of stuff. That, let's just make sure of that too. All right. Yes. Cheetos. Cheeto puffs. So it's important for us to make sure that we are being the church. Now, the other side to it is, on the flip side, we have got to be careful because the church, oftentimes people inside of the building, the physical location, can start mirroring the people of the world. And so it makes no sense if we can come in here and get the same, and if you can come into a building and get the same experience that you have with your worldly friends. And the church online types, amen. And we in here say amen. It makes no sense. So if I was the pastor, I am the pastor, if I would preach and teach and shout to you on Sunday and then invite you over for a kickback with lots of red cups and alcohol beverages of your preference, how would that be different from me being your pastor and then me also being your friend on the outside that you can kick it with and get drunk with? Or if I preach you and teach you on Sunday and then I go outside of here and I also invite you over because I got some of the best buds in the city. And we all blaze together and we get high together. And then, you know, people, people say, you know, I start hearing voices and hear God when I'm high. So we start prophesying, you know, when you think you're hearing from God, but it really is pharmacia. And so these things people do all the time. And we can't we, we can say the church has become a joke because we're giving them the jokes they had in the world and expecting something different. So the benefits of a true community is that you get real people that really do love you, that really does appreciate you, and that's striving to live, listen, not better than you, but as close as possible in the example that Jesus left us. If we go back to Genesis chapter 1, it talks about let us make man in our, in our image. Which means that God was not alone when he said that. He was giving this from a community perspective. Let us make man. Which means there was more than one just present. It speaks of community. Genesis chapter 2. Adam comes on the scene, right? So Adam is here. And what did he say? Very specific. It is not good that man should be alone. And so when he said that, he is speaking to the fact of it is not good for you to be by yourself, which also points to the fact of if you are one of them people that's like, I don't need nobody else. I'm good all by myself. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need them. So you just, you know, you don't got any friends. You have no one to talk to and X, Y, and Z. If you are one of those individuals, it is very dangerous for you to be by yourself. When you are by yourself, you are by yourself with your thoughts, with your abilities, your strengths and your weaknesses and you learn and you're doing things to cope with yourself and that's not okay. You need a community even if it's just one person or a few people but you can't say you're accountable to you by yourself. You need accountability partners and you don't need people that is going to be in the same thing you're in and say they're holding each, holding each other up. No. like It is not God's will for you to be by yourself and this was not just a marriage perspective. It was just in community in general. 
Community is important. That's why when Jesus called the 12, he sent them out by what? Twos. Because that was important for them to be with someone else. Now, so when you come to a church, you are seeing so many people from different uh, races, ethnic backgrounds, and socio uh, socioeconomic backgrounds. And you're seeing all this different makeups, different crazies, different weirdos, and, and X, Y, and Z people that talk, you know, uh, more proper. And there are some people that talk, you know, real lax. And so every one of those are different. However, in the New Testament alone, 47 times you hear the words one another. One another, forty-seven times. Okay, uh, let's be in the same mind with one another. Let's bear and bear with and forgive one another. Let's confess our faults one to another. Uh, let's love and serve one another. A great uh, one another. Uh, greet one another. We're not doing that with the with the holy kiss. That's one another, and 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 pray for one another, and be hospitable with one another. These are things that's very important to understand. It is not meant for you to be alone. It's not meant for you to deal with your thoughts alone. It is not meant for you to deal with your mind alone and, and your things about yourself. There's always a community for everybody. And so let's go through real quickly 10 different things that speaks about community and it speaks about family. And so if you're writing notes and taking notes, please write these down. The scriptures are going to be on the screen. Okay. Number one, community challenges you to be more like Jesus. Community challenges you to be more like Jesus. One more time. Community challenges you to be more like Jesus. If you are in the comments and you're listening and you're enjoying yourself, please write in the comments. Community challenges you to be more like Jesus. We're going to read Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 through 25. Okay. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 through 25. Ready should be on the screen for you. In response to all he has done for us, let us outdo each other in being helpful and kind to each other and doing good. Verse 25, let us not neglect our church meetings. Now, you may know this as don't forsake the assembling of the saints. But not, let us not neglect our church meetings as some of you do. Because when this was written, he understood that many people were still doing it. So let us not neglect our church meetings as some of you do, but encourage and warn each other, especially now that now that the day of his coming back again is drawing near. So with this scripture, we have to understand that, of course, it's important to be together, but it's also not OK to have the mentality that it's OK for you to not be in the community as well. So there are some people that will come to church and that will enjoy church and love church. And then there are some people who can give two flying flips about coming to church. Or there are some people that come to church and their mind is not here. So these are the, the challenges. It is, it is important to be like this. And so when you assemble yourself, listen, around like-minded people, you can't help but change who you've always been. So, like, there are things that people say, like, you know, I just can't help it. Um, it's, it's the way I've always been. You know, that is one of the most demonic statements and decrees you can say, to say, I've always been this way. You mean to tell me you have not submitted yourself to a God who wants to evolve you? So there is something different. It's, I don't, it, it, God could care less about you saying, you know, I've always been this way. But just because you've always been this way, I've always done it this way, does not mean that that's the way it's supposed to go. 
Your habit does not mean that God told you to do it that way. It's your habit, not his. All right? That's number one. Number two, community meets practical needs. Community meets practical needs. Community meets practical needs. Community meets practical needs. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. Should be on your screen. They joined with the other believers in regular attendance at the apostles' teaching, teaching sessions, and at the communion services and the prayer meetings. A deep sense of awe was on them, and the apostles did many miracles. And all the believers met consistently together and shared everything with each other, selling their possessions and dividing with those in need. They worshiped together regularly at the temple each day, met in small groups in the homes and for communion, and shared with their meals with great joy and thankfulness, praising God. The whole city was favorable to them, and each day God added to them who were being saved. In this, two things I want to point out. Number one, well, three things. Number one, they all gathered and they were in regular attendance. Very important for you to understand. All right? That when this is all over, I'm challenging Revive and I'm challenging everyone in whatever church you go to to make sure you're in regular attendance. I'm sure that many of you all that are now at home watching your church now are saying, some of you all are saying, man, I wish I didn't miss that last Sunday. Because now you didn't know this was going to happen and you couldn't go back the following week. All right, but when you choose to stay in bed, you end up missing, listen, the practical needs being met. This means to also, listen, verse 43 says, and the, the apostles did many miracles, which means, you all, that the apostles had the ability to operate and move in the realm that Jesus moved. And so it, it's important for you not to just come to a church, but it's important for you to go to a church that has the ability to do miracles. All right. So after this is over, I want no. While you're in, while you're in your bed and you're in your little bunny slippers, I want you to think about real hard. I want you to think about: Am I returning back to a graveyard or am I returning back to a church? And if we're returning back to a church, that means that we should be seeing miracle signs and wonders and prophetic words should be going forth. And a song of the Lord should be sung. It's not just for play play. It's for something serious. We're serious about the presence of God. And so they met regularly, they shared with each other, and listen, they, it says that they, they divided with those in need. That means if you need something, we got you, if we can. Meaning, for example, if you need, okay, this all stuff going on. I need some toilet paper, right? So Mama Sharon was like, I got some toilet paper, I'll bring you something down. And she gave me some toilet paper, praise the Lord. It's things like that. That bless you because, of course, the stores are sold out. So we got some and we got a little bit of extra. So, you know, if you need something, we got three extra rolls for you. Bam. You know, whatever it may be, we got we got you covered. Whatever it is, your community always has you covered. But the danger and the warning to that, I'm moving on to point three. The danger in that is to make sure your pride does not stop you from getting provision. All right. Number three. Make sure your that's not number three, but make sure your pride doesn't stop you from getting provision. Number three. Community carries you emotionally. Community carries you emotionally. As I speed through. Community carries you emotionally. Galatians 2, 6 and 2. Share each other's troubles and problems and so obey our Lord's command. 
sharing each other's troubles and trials and problems, and so and so obey our Lord's command. Meaning simply that each of us has some issues, each of us has some troubles, each of us has some things that we need to work through. However, it is important for you to realize that and understand that we got you even from an emotional side. I'm so excited uh, that my son Isaiah is going to school for what he's going to school for. He's very, very much so for social justice and whatever else he loves that. He loves the community, but he also loves mental health and he's compassionate for that. And so I love the fact that he is, the Lord has commissioned him for that, which enables us to make sure we have resource in-house to ensure that not only you're taken care of from a pastoral point, but you're taken care of from a, from a therapist and a counselor point as well. These things are very important. So I love that about him and what he's doing. I love that. So we're moving in that and shifting in that to ensure that we're not just meeting the spiritual side. The church is more than just a spiritual parade. <laughs> All right, we, are, we care about you holistically, which means the church should have resource for you and realize that, listen, the building, the church cannot handle everything for you right at your feet. So we may say, you know what, we can't do that, but we do know someone who does. It's important to be full of resource. So we care about you emotionally. This pandemic is taking people by storm emotionally. Suicides, depression, Giving up, quitting, all those are important. And listen to me, if you are listening to me now and you need hope, I just release to you plenty of hope through this live stream. You wouldn't think that Jesus could touch you through, through your phone camera, through your phone screen, but I promise you he can. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for giving hope to the hopeless and that you are healing the brokenhearted and that you are releasing to them great joy and great strength, Lord. I thank you that you are the lifter of our heads, our bowed down heads, and you're going to give them hope. Even for us in the room, that if we, need, if we need help, I just release it all over the room, over this live stream, that we will be able to be recipients of hope again. That we may focus on the promises and realize it's going to get better. So I thank you for picking us up out of darkness and allowing us to walk into your marvelous light. In the name of Jesus, amen. Number four, community reveals your gifts and talents. Community reveals your gifts and talents. Community reveals your gifts and talents. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 through 12. Two, two can accomplish more than twice as much as one. For the result can be better. If one falls, the other pulls him up. And if the man falls, when he is alone, he is in trouble. Ah, that, that, all right? But if the man falls when he is alone, he is in trouble, which points to, I'm going to stab you in your side real quick, which points to the fact of if you appreciate your secret life and when you fall, no one can pick you up or no one knows because you're keeping it there. That Bible calls you in trouble. You're in trouble. You're in trouble if you decide to do things alone. Okay? So, again, community is important. It's important to walk hand in hand. That means if you're going to find yourself in the community of people, you're going to fall in. You are in the wrong community. But if you're in the community that will pick you up and not allow you to stay there, you're in the right community. All right? Uh, Eleven. Also, on a cold night, two under the same blanket gain warmth from each other. But how can one be warm alone? That's not permission for you to go lay up with somebody. I rebuke you, quarantine bay. Verse 12. And one standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three is even better. A triple braided cord is not easily broken. 
You've only heard that at weddings, and it's not just a wedding scripture. Really not a wedding scripture at all. Anyway, but it's, it's there. Praise the Lord. All right? So this speaks to the fact of, again, being together. Your gifts and talents. Listen, if you're paired up with one another, one has a strength that you don't have, and one has a weakness you don't have. Work together. That's the purpose of that. Where you're weak, somebody else along with you can be strong. Okay? Not taking away from the strength of Jesus. I'm not taking away from that. But he pairs us up because one has a strength and one has a weakness and they don't share in the same thing. Hooking up with people that have the same weaknesses as you is extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous. If you are a friend with somebody, if you are boot up with somebody, if you laid up with somebody right now, you're going to be laid up with. And they, they just go... All right, y'all both got the same weakness, okay? You don't lock yourself in the house or lock yourself in your mind or your heart with somebody that has the same failures as you, all right? Number five, community opens your eyes to others in, of need. Community opens, sorry, community opens your eyes to the needs of others. Community opens your eyes to the needs of others. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 14, should be on your screen. Dear brothers, warn those who are lazy. My God. Confront those who are frightened. Good God. Take tender care of those who are weak and be patient with everyone. Dear brothers, warn those who are lazy. Confront those who are frightened. Take care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone, which means that we should all in your community have a heart of compassion. Many people say, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not as compassionate as that. You know, that's not really just what I do. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't really have, you know, I can't really sympathize with people. And, you know, I just, you know, I don't feel no sadness or I, I don't feel no. Have you ever thought the reason why people say that and people feel that is because something happened to them before that allowed them to mute or push down their feelings, their emotions, and now they're moving into, you know, something else. So you, it's possible that you could be operating in something potentially uh, that could be that you, you're trying to move away from what happened to you, a negative encounter that happened to you, and you're suppressing your feelings. And so you don't want to attach yourself to that same sadness or that same whatever it may be because it's going to remind you of what's happened to you formally. Could be. Your community, if you are in, you are friends with somebody, whatever else, you should be sympathizing with your community. All right, when one hurts, we all hurt. When one goes through, we all go through. Here's why: so we can be able to to assist them and help them in whatever state they're in. If it's it's two different things, and it's gonna be funny to you maybe, but it's two different things. If I give to you and or bring you, say someone died or whatever, you know we love food, so we bring food over, right? If I say, if I bring to you this turkey. And you open the door and say, oh, thank you. So I say, here, and just throw the bird at your face. That's just so mean. But if I'm like, if I say, you know, hey, let me bless you with this. I want to just encourage you and give you something easy. You won't have to worry about nothing. But I really want to pray for you and give you. So I'm delivering the bird in a very um, soaring way. All right? Whatever it may be. These little things are very important because, again, we want to make sure you feel. We want to feel what you feel. We want to hurt where you hurt so we can help you become healed. All right. Number six, real quick. Community empowers your relationship with God. Community empowers your relationship with God. Proverbs 27, 17. A friendly discussion is as stimulating as the spark that fly when iron strikes iron. A friendly discussion is as stimulating as the sparks that fly when, I, when iron strikes iron. If you have never saw... Like uh, something iron striking that little that spark that flies off, it's it's so it's a lot to it. Now, 
a friendly discussion is as stimulating as that spark. So it's important for us, which this points to guiding our conversation. A friendly discussion, which points again to making sure your, your connections and your conversation, like we talked last week, is important and intact. All right? Let's move on. I'll, I'll get hung up there. Verse uh, number seven. Community helps meet our need for love. Community helps meet our need for love. Proverbs 17, 17. A community helps meet our need for love. So the last scripture was Proverbs 27, 17. Now we're in chapter 17, verse 17. <laughs> All right. Verse 17 says, a true friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need. Which gives us the understanding that who, what kind, what a brother really is. Oh, yes, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, you know. But for you that have a relationship that you like to call someone your bro, it's important for you to understand this. That if you, before you call someone a bro, you need to make sure that they're loyal to you. I'm not giving you something bad. I'm telling you what the scripture says. A, a brother is born to help in the time of need. They should have enough help. They should have enough help for you when you need it. When you need it. But you cannot determine if they have enough help if you never reach out for the help. All right? Um, number eight, community offers opportunities for confession. My God. Community offers opportunities for confession, which leads to healing. Community offers opportunities for confession, which leads to healing. James chapter 5, verse 16. We know this. Admit your faults. King James says, confess your faults. One to another. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The honest prayer of the righteous man has great power and wonderful results. Admit your faults. One to another. Pray for each other that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of the righteous man has great power and wonderful results. Very simple. I think the scripture explained it enough for us to understand that. To understand that we are the people that understand that you got to, one, open your mouth and say something. Okay, it's an old choir song. Open your mouth and say something. You got to open your mouth and say something. No one knows what's going on if you don't say something. Unless you have prophetic people in your life. Then you never got to say nothing and we're going to confront you. All right. Open your mouth and say something. OK. Something has to be said in order for you to have that confession. OK. Now, again, let me explain to you. Confession and accountability is two different things. OK. Accountability keeps you accountable before you do something. And confession is after you do something. So if you happen to fall, you need to confess your faults with somebody else. Listen, it's going to hold you accountable so you don't do it again. That's how that works. You don't just confess and keep confessing. The whole Catholic system to me it is so just because uh, the point of confessing, confessing afterwards does nothing to you if you're not being held accountable so you don't do it again. All right. And now I saw an article where the priest, the Catholic priest was saying, since no one can come in the confession boxes, it's a good time to now confess your sins to God. Should have been doing it all along. I digress. Number nine. Community teaches you to work through conflicts. Community teaches you to work through conflicts.
conflicts, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Community teaches you to work through conflicts. But dear brothers, I beg you in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to stop arguing amongst yourselves. Let there be real harmony so that there won't be splits in the church. My goodness, I plead with you to be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. The enemy's job in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, community teaches you to work through conflicts. The reason why this is very important, I'm sure that Paul wrote, is because of the issue of the fact that there are many churches that have split. Many people that are divided. And the reason why they are divided is because that someone, the, the devil influenced them to go. Just because you have a disagreement does not mean you become divided. Praise the Lord. Just because you have a disagreement does not mean you become divided. Have your disagreement, but it's important for you to come back together quickly. If not, then you're going to find yourself in a whoopsie-doo of a time, and now you're rallying troops to take your side and to war against what God said start. That's dangerous because now you enter into the sphere of witchcraft, okay? So I'm very leery with that kind of stuff, okay? Be careful, with, even with, with those people around you. If you get upset at somebody, <clears throat> and if the Lord says, you know, to part ways, part ways, but you don't rally people to take your side. I used to have a strong problem with that. Goodness, man, I'll be so mad that somebody else was still friends with somebody I just despised. And I had to get my heart together because I was operating in witchcraft. I was trying to lure people to my side and convince them with all this hoopla of saying stuff. And it was never the way to go. So now, thank God, my heart has changed. I'm not that same person. Praise the Lord. All right? Because I don't want to operate in witchcraft. So it's very important. I hope you're not operating in witchcraft. So you cannot try to win people over because someone did something to you. All right? You can work through conflict because Christians work through conflict. Number 10, last one. Community gives you the chance to forgive. Very important. Community gives you the chance to forgive. Community gives you the chance to forgive. 1 Peter chapter 4, 8 through 11. Community gives you the chance to forgive. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love makes up for many of your faults. Verse 9, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay at night. Verse 10, God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other, passing on to others, uh, others God's many kind blessings. Verse 11, are you called to preach? Then preach as though God himself were speaking through you. Are you called to help others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies so that God will be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Community gives you, most of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love makes up for many of your faults. Okay? Important for you to understand that. The key verse is verse 8. Okay? Okay? Forgive. Let go. Forgiveness is not just saying I'm, I forgive you and still remembering. Forgiveness is letting it go, but being wise. Okay? So being wise. So I'm, I can't say I've truly forgiven you if I have not forgiven you like Christ gave the example. He does not remember it anymore. All right? Yes, in our little memories, we always remember because the brain does not forget anything that's monumental. Okay? However, it's not letting that, that thought, that thing in your mind control your movement moving forward okay be wise in that because i'm not going to let somebody steal 
$1,000 from me 400 times. Like, this is not wise. But my wisdom is going to say, don't give them my bank card anymore. But the other side to that is, you know, to do this a different way. All right? So let's make sure that we, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, I digress, and I'm done. It's important for us to make sure that I hope you understand the benefits of community. There is a reason to gather together. There is a reason to gather together. And we have to be a people that is okay with that and understands how important gathering is. Gathering is so important. So even on our live stream, it's important for you to gather. It's important for us to be here on Thursdays. It's important for us to be here, all of us, so that we can make sure that we're, we, are, we are helping one another. We can communicate with one another. Call one another, okay? Revive. You all should be calling people throughout the week. You should be texting people throughout the week, okay? Especially if you're in leadership. You should be calling and texting and reaching out to people to make sure, hey, what's up? Let me pray for you, okay? And so I had a good time uh, following with some people last week. I'm going to do some more this week. And so you can't do everybody, but what you can do is reach those in connection with you. Check on one another. Be there for one another. If one of you all needs something, reach out to somebody. These are the benefits of community. All right? And you, Revive, let's reach out. Like, if you're on here watching me, let's reach out. Check on your pastor. Check on your sister. Check on Isaiah. He got a fancy hair now, so check on him. Make sure he's all right. Make his head get big. So, like, these things we do. <laughs> I love you. These things we do to ensure that we are okay because that keeps the community aspect still going. We are a people. We are a people strong and mighty. We are revived. We are a nation that is fit for this battle. And anything that we are in, we can always get through it if we do it together. So as we move together, as we shift together, as we continue to uh, to walk through this series called This Is Us, and next week we talk about life. We're going to talk about life and why we are to give life. Um, and I'll have an Easter twist on it because it's Resurrection Sunday. But we got to make sure that our that life is good. Today's Palm Sunday. It's like everybody forgot that I low key did this a smidge because I was like, dang, we're not a church, and so that's just so weird. You know, it's weird. Anyway, so I love y'all. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we love you and bless you. Thank you so much for all that you continue to do in our lives and how you continue to uh, to do great and marvelous things. Lord, we just thank you that great things are coming to your people. And we declare, Lord, that even where we are, I pray that they understand the benefits of community. Father, I pray that you allow everyone under the sound of my voice um, to uh, check their community, to do a check, to allow. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to even... Uh, uh, tell us in dreams and visions of who to get rid of, who to keep, who to kick to the curb, and who to hold close to us. I thank you that our heart is getting cleansed of the things that have been put in our lives and our hearts and our minds, our souls from toxic community people. And I thank you that as a body of believers, as revive and as those who are watching and belong to other places. I pray, Lord, that you allow us to connect with godly people, even in our communities, godly people that want the best for us, that want, our, that want our best self to come to the forefront. I thank you for challenging friendships. I thank you for challenging connections. And I thank you for challenging even our, our spouse's relationship and, and, our, and our potentials and, and whoever it may be, Lord, so that we can become better together. Help us to become stronger. Help revive and revive nation to become 
become stronger than even what we were before we could actually, before we could not get together in person anymore. I thank you. You're doing something with communities. You're doing something strong and you're allowing us to see something that we have not seen before. I bless you, Lord, that you still have something good for our communities. Let every need be met. Let every person get what they need and let it be done so in the name of Jesus, we pray. And we all sit together. Amen.